and welcome back to another episode of Buffs and Nurse, presented by the fine folks of Mine Refinery. I am Sam Hall, and with me as always is... Andrew Lanza. Oh, I was, I was, I was there, doing it. There you yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I thought. Sorry. Okay. I was. I thought you were doing dramatic. <laughs> a dramatic pause. Uh, oh, sorry. You know what? I, should, I did like the hand gesture of like over to you, and I just realized we were we're not in the same room. But I also. Yeah. I, okay, but so, then I didn't know. But then I didn't want to step on it if it was like a moment. <laughs> uh buffs and nerfs. We don't really plan or even talk to each other before we start. We're just like, hi, what's up? We're we'll recording. Let's go. I, I'm just. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And then we sip coffee on air. Terrible. Yeah, me too. Wait, if you're here so you don't get fined, I'm here so I don't get fined. I mean, I think we've done everything we need to, right? I'm, I'm just here. Yeah. For this, this is this is my social out, outreach program. Oh, wow. I'm doing this because apparently you can't park in the middle of a nature reserve. No, I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm helping the people. That's you. I'm the people? Yeah. This is, this is my social outreach. Helping helping hmm. the community. Well. I'm helping the elderly. Oh, wow. Which will tie into the subject of this po- of the today's podcast. But first, before we get to that, I would like to discuss the thing that we should always talk about. What you been playing, my friend Andrew? What have you been up to on the video game circuit since we last talked? Video games. What have I been playing? Well, since the last time we talked, I said I started Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. I have since beaten Final Fantasy VII. This was my very first playthrough ever, as I had mentioned. Congratulations. The- Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a solid 65-hour playthrough, something like that. I didn't do everything but i got like everybody's like you know final weapons and i got like a lot of like the you know powerful materials and stuff but i wouldn't say i beat the game like 100 percent by any means but like i i beat it as much you as got I enough out yeah of it. yeah you, you got to the point where you're like yep i'm good to put this down now i can i can move on to something else. yeah i will say i was a little i feel like i was a little bit op for the last like the final boss like i didn't fight one of the optional bosses there's like four optional bosses and i didn't fight one of them and apparently that's the hardest fight anyway mm. long story short is i uh said in the last podcast that i wish i had played it as a teenager and that completely stands like as i was playing it, i was just like goddamn like like now obviously i can see this game is you know a little older blah 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 but you know, there there's a few design choices that, you know, could have been updated. But uh, like if I was playing that back in like 1998, like grade eight, you know, grade nine, whatever, I would have just been absolutely in love with this game. It was it was just it was a lot of fun. The the, the characters were great. The storyline was fantastic. The way the story was told through kind of like, you know, in-game cutscenes where you're kind of like playing flashbacks and stuff like that. It was definitely I could see uni- more unique at the time. Obviously that has, you know, been done to death mm-hmm. since then, but yeah, it was it was just a lot of fun. Uh the, the combat was great. I played it on the Switch, so it was great to like take it on the go and like, you know, play it on you know some downtime at work and stuff like that but it also made use of like the i mentioned the last time like the times three like you could fast forward times three uh speed so like that was really good for like grinding and just like long cutscenes and stuff but yeah it was it was a lot of fun if you haven't played it and you enjoy turn base like i know this this is like a like a 20 like a 25 year old take but yeah play final fantasy 7 but yeah i've been playing a couple other things was it sorry go ahead oh sorry sorry was it you played the remake or were you playing the original, this is the original. essentially this, this is the original with like a couple i think it's like a direct like pretty much like a direct. so everyone's still like big chunky paul yeah it's not, like, yeah yeah oh yeah okay. it's it's like i think there's like a couple things uh like they redid for the vita uh the playstation vita uh port rest in peace yeah 
Uh, I never had a Vita. My brother actually had a Vita. I remember. I don't know. Oh, sorry, not no, a Vita. No, it was my a buddy PSP. Aaron had it was one. A, he had a PSP. It might have been oh, a I PSP port, not a Vita port. Anyway, whatever. It's it's pretty much the the original Final Fantasy VII with like a few tiny little upgrades. Like you can turn off random battles. You can fast forward time. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Few little upgrades, but I'll, like I think they cleaned up like the character models and stuff like that a little bit. But yeah, I, 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 it was super cheap on the Switch store. I think it was like. Oh, I don't even remember. I think it was like 12 bucks or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I, I can't go wrong with that. But yeah, I've, I've been playing a couple other things, but I'll throw it to you uh, before I continue, before I yammer on too much. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I've restarted. Well, restarted. Um, no, I guess restarted because technically I finished playing a while ago. Uh, Persona 5 on the PlayStation. And <laughs> I fucking knew this was is this happen. like the ultra so, deluxe royale or whatever that you're this, well it's called persona 5 royale, royale, so yeah, royale yeah, 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 yeah yeah and or royal there is an e at the end so i don't know oh so it's just royal okay yeah persona 5 royal and it's a lot of fun it's a bunch of dorky kids and taking it sticking it to those shitty adults as one guy constantly refers to adults as in the game it's great but it was funny because one of the things i was like i wonder you know they released persona 4 golden on pc you know i wonder if they're always ah you know what i'll just fire it up on the playstation i'm, I'm now what i would say is probably about like 90 percent through the original game and then if you include the expansion that they add more time how to do the you just year, not and, beat that last little 10 percent? like do you mean the main well, storyline because i'm doing a podcast and i haven't played today Oh, okay. I thought you bounced off the original. Yeah, one. sorry. No, I'm not like. Oh, I'm done with it. I'm just. No, that's what I'm currently playing. Like, oh, what I thought you meant. Sorry, as, excuse but... me. I, th- I thought you meant you played ninety percent through the or like the Persona no, Five original, no. and then you bounced off, and then just played started the Royale or Royal. I, I, I say I got about halfway. Oh, through okay. The original the, the halfway. Sorry, thing, I thought you said meant you had ninety percent of... through half that. Yeah, I misunderstood. My apologies. And it, it didn't quite stick with me at the time. I mean, I liked it, and then uh, I bought Persona Five Royal because I was like, oh, you know what, you know, impulse purchasing, which is should be tattooed on my face and it's, it's 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 good it's great um so i've been playing that and it's uh okay so anyway so one of the things i was always saying like i think i release this on pc because you know it would i it's not that it would look vastly better i mean they're pretty pretty basic graphics even if they got upgraded to 4k or what have you um and it's not a game where it's like textured it's very sort of almost cartoony style in a weird way. So it's not like, ooh. Yeah, it's like kind of cell shaded, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So like the shirts would be red, but they'd be 4K, but they'd still just be red. That kind of business. And so like, <laughs> where I am now, about 8%, literally like yesterday, the day before, they're like, Persona 5, coming to PC. I'm like, oh, no. Well, that's good. I can finally get it. Is that the Royale or, excuse me, I guess. The Royal that's Edition. The Royal, Royal Edition. edition. That, that's coming yeah, to PC. It, it, oh, I highly okay. recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um, our buddy, and, uh, what's our great buddy at, is, at work hmm? uh, is all about that series as well. I won't. I won't uh, name drop oh, over it's Doxa, fantastic. but uh, um, but uh, yeah, he loves that series, and he was recommending to play the royal version. Well, what's funny is, is once readily. you finish it the first time, you okay. So there's like these social stats you have to be building up during the game, so that people will hang out with. It's like, oh, you've only got like a three guts and eject four before I can hang out and go eat a cheeseburger with you. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's not exactly <laughs> true, but that is exactly true. It's, it's like it, that's how it is. So what's funny is, is there is a, a basically game plus mode where you get to keep your social stats as you finished the first game, so you no longer have to waste all this time because it's kind of a time management game. Like you usually have one or two slots a day that you can either improve your stats or hang out with a friend and improve relationships. But again, like I said, the relationships are based on uh, your stats. So you spend a lot of time like reading books, uh, eating burgers, apparently, to work on your guts. So you, when you start the game again, this time you have all those stats maxed out. So right away, people are like, oh, yeah, I'll hang out with you all the time kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to that. But again, it's like, 
uh, it'd be on PC. Would it look better? But then I'd have to go through the whole game again once to essentially get to where I'm going to be ne- at the end of this PlayStation run. So I'm, I'm not going to pick it up. But I do recommend it for a thing. Are you are you playing on PS5, this Royal version? PS5, yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically the PS4 version. I don't think there's anything different with the PS5 version, as far as I can tell. Maybe there was something that got upgraded, but I didn't really notice it. So yeah, now I'm playing on PlayStation. But uh, anything else you've been playing? Yeah, uh, another one I was uh, playing is on on the Switch Store again. I, I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for for a deal, and just like you, this is the third time I'm buying the game. Well, I mean, you bought the game twice, maybe a third time. Oh, there's game I've spent over eight hundred dollars on the Mass Effect series. So oh, there's I'm, I'm right there. With there's you. some games I have bought so many times, but anyway, I I bought the uh, Scott Pilgrim video game on the Switch because oh, it was like. I think it was like seven bucks or something like that. Or it was like, I don't know, it was pretty cheap. So I grabbed that and I was like playing through that with like all the characters and like leveling them all up and like playing through that. It's just such a good time sink. Like I was, it was just, I, I was kind of like coming off of playing Final Fantasy VII. I just kind of wanted something just to kind of, you know, just a little more pick up and play, easy to play. And that just kind of beat him up style. Like I was playing a few other, like I've been playing the, uh, what do you call it? Like the virtual console, like the, like I've been playing like Shinobi three on, um, on the uh, Sega console and like Gunstar Heroes on that and stuff. And just like a lot of like kind of like running guns and like beat em ups. So, um, yeah, like that kind of fit into it and just playing through that and like unlocking all the characters. And I have it originally on PS3. And then it came out on, uh, I have it on, what, what do we have? Steam, right? Oh, on, um, the, uh, what's the Ubisoft? Switch? What's the Ubisoft launcher? What's it called? Uh, Uplay. Uplay. Yeah, we have it on Uplay, right? Or whatever. Is that still even a thing? I don't know. Was it an Epic? Was it Epic? No, no. Tony, Tony Hawk is on Epic. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's anyway, Uplay. Well, well, I can't remember. Well, yeah, whatever it is, we, we bought it. We played it a couple times and like the multiplayer was like super buggy. And super yeah, buggy. that also could have been like we were playing on like the release date time window so but yeah so anyway so i was like playing through that just like solo like unlocking all the characters and stuff and like the the music's just so great it's just so great to like play on the switch while like watching a youtube video you know what i mean like i can kind of like half pay attention to the youtube video half pay attention to you know leveling up characters in scott pilgrim and uh yeah just like whatever just have fun with it but then also lastly uh i just picked up again a lot like a long time ago i like Kind of, like I went into this. I remember I was like walking down the street and I saw this like sign on the street. Like I was just kind of like bumming around and like I don't know. I think I had like time to waste. And it was like this sign. I was like vintage games. I was like oh, I, I like, like yeah. Let me check this out. So like I went into this like it was kind of near U of T, like the U of T campus. And I remember I like went into this like it's like an old building that was like like this building it was like a house that was like the rooms were split into like stores and then i went to this like vintage group <laughs> video game store that was like pretty much the size of a closet and it's like me and this guy that runs the place and then i just like walked in i was like oh <laughs> this is tidy anyway so i like impulse bought a, a copy of pokemon black uh for the 3ds or for it's for originally for the ds but i'm playing it on my 3ds so i originally bought it then and haven't played like that was god that was like probably close to 10 years ago and it's just been like yeah it's been a while maybe a little bit less than that but like like at least eight years ago finally just started playing it i it's it's a lot of fun like as far as pokemon games go like this one is actually tough like i'm actually playing it and i'm like yo 
like this is this is a little tough. Like usually I'm used to like Pokemon games. First of all, all the newer Pokemon games when you get XP, you share it with the rest of your team. Like your whoever is in the battle gets the most, and then like the leftover XP gets like split up between uh like the rest of the team. This one like this is like the old version where like you can't do that. So you're constantly like having to like swap in guys to like level them up and like it's a lot of fun. And what I'm excited about apparently is like this is the Pokemon game that like has uh a really good story and that has like a lot of like kind of like slightly darker tones for the franchise and this is like it was seen at the time as like a failure because it was kind of like rejected by the fan base but like you know how like time is with all things where it's like at the time people were like oh this is different we hate it so then like the pokemon company like course corrected with the new next generation afterwards and made it like super easy like super like throwback like super nostalgic like went back to like all the gen one pokemon and stuff like that made it like super big and splashy with like with uh uh, what is it called the fucking mega evolutions and stuff like that so anyway long story short this game now is looked on really fondly for it's like toughness it's uh and it's like kind of not i'm not gonna say mature themes but slightly darker themes especially for like the pokemon franchise is it like pokemon killed a guy and now he's on the run he's like fuck man i gotta get out of here they think i did it you did do it pokemon no, no it wasn't me it was tyler one Durden. thing that's kind of interesting is like the bad guy group is like their whole like you know like every pokemon game has like a team rocket or like a like a bad guy like enemy group this enemy group's goal mm. is being like like human trainers are like abusing their pokemon like we think all pokemon should be free and like that's kind of wait they're the bad yeah. guys so it's like uh, yeah that's kind of interesting right like for like a kid's game i don't game, know if i can yeah i kind of i'm on their side like if pokemon were a real thing and people were running around capturing it might be like come on oh man, just, it's just glorified dog fighting Higurks do what they're gonna do yeah oh yeah no, but like in uh, like the lore it's like you like bond with your pokemon and like pokemon i don't know hand waving hand waving hand waving but at the end of the day it's as I said, it's tough. Like, like usually I'm like so used to like just steamrolling these games, and like even this game is like, oh shit! You're like you're not prepared for the this first battle. Here's here's a Pokemon that's gonna that you need to use to counter your first gym battle. I'm like, I don't need this this Pokemon. That's easy mode. And then I just got fucking trounced by the first gym leader, and I was like, okay, I do need that Pokemon. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's more challenging because I've only played one Pokemon game and I didn't find it particularly challenging. Like there were definitely points where it's like, okay, I need a tougher guy, but it didn't, it never really made me you like, played Sun Moon, right? sweat or f- I'm uh, pretty sure you played Sun Moon. That was like in the same, yes? that's like after XY, 3DS? which like kind of was along the same dogma as like yeah, kind of making things easy. That one is like, known for like being super handholdy and like super well, go ahead. I, oh, sorry. Just I'm glad to hear that there's a challenging one out there for you, if that's what you're looking. Well, there are like a lot of like so. um, what do you call it? like uh, ROM hacks and like people and, like you could like impose your own like difficulty on it, where like you do like Nuzlocks, where it's like you could only capture like the first Pokemon on every route. You need to, you know, if your Pokemon dies, they're dead. You need to release them. So there are things to like make the games harder, like not using items, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but those are self-imposed, right? Like those aren't yeah. settings that you can choose. Where it's yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I, I respect that people impose those things on themselves i, I get too I just attached like it I when a game has yeah no i i can't either i think like um oh, i can't even remember what game i'm thinking of now but there was some Fire game Emblem. where I if know, you're I know companion- that. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember playing one of the Fire Emblems and being like, oh, God, I can't have these people die. What are you talking about? Reload. And that, that game's like all about like fucking uh, relationships, too. Oh, my God. It's like everybody has to get become best friends or marry everybody else. Have you been playing anything else? What else have I been playing? Well, two games I've been playing just to make it quick so we can get on to the topic. Now <laughs> we're almost 20 minutes into this. Is uh, instead of New World, I've switched to Old World, which <laughs> is basically a civilization in a uh, civilization game in a sort of randomized version of the Levant with uh, like late Early classical uh, empires like um, the Assyrians, Babylonians, Romans, Greeks, that kind of thing. Uh, you don't get up to like having spaceships. It's more like, you know, focused on the technology of that time period. And it's a lot of fun. And uh, also I've restarted. Uh, well, not restarted. I'm do- going through again. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition with the announcement of a new one coming out. I was like, oh, you know what? I haven't played Dragon Age Inquisition in a while. And it's fun. I, I, it's, it's a very sort of. Not particularly challenging, nice big world to explore. Some of the quests are a little repetitive, but you know, it's, it's sort of like a, it's like a, it's like coming home to a comfortable towel. I, I definitely liked Inquisition more than a lot of the people did both at the time and s- since. A lot of people sort of say it's the weakest one, and I feel that's actually the second Dragon Age. But um, yeah, no. So those are two games I've been playing. That's it. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Any other any other thoughts on uh, games, or shall we move on to the subject today? I mean, we, yeah, we've been talking for like twenty minutes about nonsense. Yes, we, we certainly I mean, have. that's our podcast oh, in hmm? a nutshell. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's always like, oh, we're going to spend 10 minutes, and we, it's always like 20 minutes or half Do we have enough content for this topic? Two and a half hours yeah. later. Have we ever should talked less than an hour in the last, like, half dozen or dozen episodes? No. Uh, or even conversations, I do, really. And things like this, where <laughs> literally we've just spent 30 seconds talking about the fact that we talk too much. Uh, okay, so... I'd like to get into the topic of today. Are you ready, Andrew? Are you buckled? Are you settled down? Are you sitting? I am strapped in. All right. Well, what I wanted to talk about today is the future of gamers. Now, there's a very specific thing there. I didn't say the future of gaming because this isn't the sort of uh, very common. We've even done an episode where it's like, well, what do we think of the future of VR headsets and neural interface? Oh, I think the the consoles will do this. And it's not about that. What I want to talk today is more about the influence that gaming has on generations as those gener and the influence those generations have as they get older because right now if a kid is uh, like i'm in my mid-40s and i grew up playing video games like i've had a video game access since i was a child pretty much i mean i'm trying to think like but definitely by the time i was six or so in the early 80s i had access to video games at home uh arcades were a thing for kids and anyone older than us didn't grow up with video games and now that now and then on the other end of this sort of mini spectrum if you will from gen x is like gen alpha which apparently is what comes after gen z millennials and then really i'm very confused that's the next that's oh, yeah, the next no, gen, I was, I was gen ta- alpha I, I, I was talking to uh, my physiotherapist and her sister is having a kid and we were just talking and then she says oh yeah he'll be part of gen alpha i can't remember what the what how generations came up we were you discussing video like, games and i was like oh, generations gen alpha. Well, no, they're starting to be born now. I think it's not uh, like, I... oh, as of today. I think it was like for the last couple of years, Gen Alpha has been All produced. Right. And <laughs> the worst part is the the next generation. What are you? We're Gen Beta. <laughs> That's got connotations. <laughs> but it's like Gen Gamma next. I don't really know the Greek nah, alphabet. Sigma grind um, generation Sigma. Ah, uh, oh, man, I'm more of a generation Mu. So anyways, and what I'd like to talk about is basically how 
gaming will become more it's now mainstream let's be honest it's not a, like it, when i was a kid in the 90s or well young adult in the 90s uh it was mainstream ish but it wasn't ubiquitous not everybody played video games but now everybody plays video games from like obviously the young generation and younger kids to like middle-aged people to boomers are playing video games and even the like you know senior citizens are probably doing something like video games when they're not listening to i don't know like whatever they listened to in the 80s when they were in the 60s so boon where are you- yeah, I was going to say Lord's Wealth, but even that's a pretty dated reference. Like, that's like the <laughs> 50s, I think, or something. Like, I was like, I had, I was going to say Lord's Wealth or like, you know, fucking Glenn something. Who was uh, like the, Buddy was like Rich a Canadian guy who did it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, they're watching a big crowd. Like, like, <laughs> like even <laughs> that would be dated even for me, like as a reference. So I'm like, so like, well, you know what? If they're, if they're in their 90s now, I mean, they were in their like 50s and it's 80s. So what would they be listening to? I'm sure to this time span is like, like, you know, like a 40 year time span we're hitting too. Oh yeah. No, we're completely off. It's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, doing like some kind of Renaissance fair where like one guy's dressed like it's the 1800s, one guy's dressed like it's 1300s. You know, it's like, I, I, we're definitely getting our timelines wrong here. Uh, I guess like Sonny and Cher feels like something that they'd be back into. Like, you know, the people who are in their nineties now. Oh. But yeah, no, think about it. In like 40, 50 years time, we'll be like, oh, they're having a Nirvana night at the retirement home. They're already doing great. that, pal. Oh, wow. Really? Like, uh, when I turn on classic rock, I'm like, here comes another classic rock hit, Pearl Jam. I'm like, oh no, I yeah. am a middle aged old Weezer and stuff. Yeah, it's like, mm. yep. All right, so in this future, which I'm not going to set a specific date yet, foreshadowing. The one thing to understand is that gaming will be everywhere. Now, Andrew, what do you think? One of the uh, competing mediums for games is obviously streaming and narrative television, and you don't see a lot of, uh content-based strip on video games or at least you didn't until recently there's a halo series has been uh has come and gone the first season of i I haven't watched yet so i can't really comment on it beyond the fact that it exists uh there's a dragon age animation coming out there's a castlevania thing that's coming out we've had pokemon movies and stuff like that like do what do you think will happen will video games like in the future start becoming even more ubiquitous like they become such a tie-in or do you think they'll always be kind of like slightly off to the side from regular media if that makes any sense does that question make sense i'm sort of like it was one of those things where in my head this is making sense but i'm not certain if i'm uh explaining my well i i think i think as far as like like um seeing games in uh pop culture and like Mm -hmm. especially like you know movies and you know tv shows and stuff like that like on netflix or you know at, at cinemas i think one of the biggest uh, barriers was like technology like a lot of times like in video games you can you know up you know in the early, as far as like the early 2000s go like you can pretty much like do anything in a video game like it might look a little jank or whatever but like you're willing to put up with it well because it's a video game but you're not willing to put up with that jank if it's a movie or if right. it's a TV show. So it's like the technology wasn't there to like make that leap. Just like with, you know, superhero movies, you didn't see them starting to really, you know, hit their stride until, you know, the technology was there and you could like do it justice. Like we've all seen those old like Captain Americas and like the old like Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasies, uh, uh, for uh, Fantastic Four, geez, uh, the Fantastic Four movies like back in the day mm-hmm. that are just like, you know, so terrible that you're not talking like the Josh Trank fantastic for you're talking about like the ones from like, yeah, from the eighties. Exactly. Exactly. Apparently the Roger Corbin one. Isn't that bad? 
apparently his he made a Fantastic Four movie that is probably what I'm. We're yeah, that's, that's the one I've seen. Bad. Yeah, it was yeah. only like made to like retain like rights or yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, like I remember like I like we rented it at like Suspect Video like back in the day. Like you oh, know what Suspect I mean. R.I.P. But yeah, so it's just like yeah, that now that now that the and, and like like now that technology is there, it's like the stories can be serviced properly. Like obviously, you know, you're still gonna get these like giant like popcorn movies or whatever. But like yeah, like a lot of times like video games have really good fucking stories. So it's like yeah, it's just finding out how to kind of translate that interactive medium where you are you know fully taking part and being part of Mm -hmm. the action and translating that to being a spectator where it's like now you're spectating and it's like you know you have these kind of like quick time events in in games or like games like hard rain and stuff like that that kind of like tread the line before of both that are kind of like you know interactive stories or like you have like those like kind of like interactive comic books or like interactive novels or whatever you know even point and click adventures are kind of like a hybrid so i don't know i don't know where i'm trying to go with this long story short i see a good future the technology is there there's a wealth of stories in you know decades of video games i think they're like ripe for the picking i think we're going to see more of it do you feel like it's um might be something in the way that comic books are now where the medium is starting to be like picked apart by other mediums going like oh everyone knows this ip like everyone knows the avengers they might say like, in the future like everyone knows uh halo or everyone knows um like i'm trying to think of what would be a good adapt and again i'm not too smart so everyone knows mario let's see if we can make this a, a more common thing like do you feel that they'll do you mean like deconstructing game... the tropes kind of thing or no no i mean like do you think the translation between taking a video game into other mediums will work in the future to the same extent that right now things like comic books are being taken into movies does that make any sense like do yeah, you, do you see i mean that i think game? they have been always like there's been like novelizations of of video games there's been <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever read a novelization of video game. I and have. Then I remember, jumped, and then he I, jumped again. And he hit his head. A coin appeared. Dude, I remember back in the day, I used to have these these book series that were dope. I remember I had a, a Mario one and a Zelda one. This is some core memories. I haven't thought about this in years. And they were like choose your own adventure books, but they also oh, had they also had like little puzzles and stuff. So you'd like with a pencil, you do like little codes and like little puzzles and solve little puzzles. And then be like, oh, the answer is like this. So it's like, oh, okay, like it's like the third word on this page and you like go to the like I don't know, it was like really cool and like you would go through the story and like it was like almost mm-hmm. like a video game. Wow, yeah, I totally forgot about those. And I remember I had a Mario one and a Zelda one. Oh, that's Man. interesting. I'd never even heard of those books. Well, okay, so I guess that kind of proves the point that like video games will always bleed into other aspects of culture. And in the future, I suspect that'd be just more, right? Would you think so? Or do you Well, actually, let's sum up this little section with that question, basically. Sorry, I did some notes on this, but I have to say, talking it out loud, we're going to be all over the place today. That's fine. Do you think that video games will be more in other media or do you think video games will always remain kind of it's more of its own thing like do you think people will start stealing ideas from it more or less than they do today like the way you see video games on tv and stuff like that no i mean with commercialization you're just gonna see like you you see mario everywhere like mm-hmm. mario mario's like as you know recognize a character as mickey mouse even I, th- I think there was a study done like in the 90s or something like that that was like I'm not sure about now, but like then, like Mario was more oh, recognizable. Christ. Mario would be way more recognizable now that I think the Mickey Mouse. The I mean, Mickey, oh, I don't know. Because like, think know. about what what has Mickey done other than he is a symbol of the Disney Corporation? Absolutely. So if you know 
who Mickey Mouse is, you know him. Like, a kid born today will experience Mario far more... Uh, I don't know if tactile, but, like, in-depth. Like, he'll play a Mario game. He'll expose to, like, friends playing Mario games. And he will be exposed to, like, a Disney cartoon with Mickey Mouse. Or uh, I think the closest you ever there's, get there's is probably like, Kingman Hearts, right? There's, like, new, like, Mickey cartoons and stuff going Are on. Are there? Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say right now, hands down, not a thing that I am have on my radar at all is the children's cartoons and stuff like that so maybe mickey is still big i just in my impression i just i see mario in my daily experience far more than i see mickey and that's because i got yeah but also how how often do you watch disney things how often do you game well i guess nintendo things you don't really do nintendo things too often i I will say this is probably one where the big symbols of both uh, i guess if you want to say old media like mickey and new media like mario uh, are two things I'm not into, like because I'm not that big on Disney f- films or products, and m- I'm not in. I don't own a Nintendo, and I don't think I've owned one since the N64, so I'm not really exposed to a lot of Mario stuff. So maybe I'm just not qualified to talk about this part. I don't know. But moving on a little bit from this subject, I think this might actually be a good way to branch into the next topic, which is so with gaming being such a part of everybody's experience growing up and living in a few years' time and in a couple decades' time. Do you think other things will start to slide out of the way? Like, do you th- see people still wanting to go to a movie or stream stuff, for example, where it's a more passive, less uh, interactive medium than video games when people grow up playing very interactive video games? From like, like, you see kids these days. I can't believe I'm about to say you see kids these days, but I will. You see kids these days playing, like, you know, on their iPads at the age of four kind of thing. So do you think that the nature of gaming becoming so ingrained in the experience of someone growing up will make them start rejecting other medium or ideas like movies, which are passive or television, especially kind of thing. I mean, it's like, I, I think, I don't know. Like I, I think game being exposed to gaming at a young age, you know, can be helpful, but I don't know. I, I think it needs to, obviously it needs to be limited. It needs to be monitored. You need to see what your mm-hmm. kids are playing. And like, that's obviously like, no matter what, that's going to impact you for the good or bad growing up, I guess, no, no matter what you do. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think one thing that that's replaced is like the arcade. Like, I feel like my generation had the tail end of arcades. I have never really been to an arcade other than like, as an adult to like barcades, but like I never as a kid went to an arcade. So mm-hmm. I think that's an institution that's kind of lost maybe for a younger generation. I feel like I'd agree with that. I feel like barcades now will be more popular, especially, you know, cashing in on the nostalgia of like the eighties and nineties and that, that sort of thing. And I, and I enjoy it, you know, in a post COVID quote, post COVID world, you're maybe not as popular because there's a lot of touch points and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think, you know, I think we will, we will see them stick around and I think they'll maintain a certain level of popularity. But I don't know, as far as like, as there might be like a big arcade, you go to like Niagara Falls or something, there might be like an arcade there or like, you know, they have, oh, again, those are barcades. I was going to say the ones that, that, what, what are the ones that Cineplex have down? They have, they have, oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, camera, what they're called. There's one across from like um, CN Tower and, and like Skydome and stuff. There's um, one in Mississauga that I remember as well. Oh, Palladium. Yeah, those are Palladiums. Palladium, I think that's the, it. Palladiums yep. are done. Uh, those are done. Um, but yeah, no, I'm talking about the adult ones that serve alcohol and stuff. I mean, you can take kids there, whatever. They have like food. Kind of like the, the one we went for that. Um, that's exactly what I'm talking party. about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the one I'm talking about. Yeah. 
I, I just can't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, it's, 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 I can't remember what it's anyway, it does, it's, it's an owl bar. Anyway, so I think that that is, is gone as far as like a kind of like a cultural touchstone. And like, even like, like kind of like even back before video games were a thing, like arcades were still popular. Like, you know, there would still be like the midway and the arcade and that sort yeah. of thing. And it's like that I feel like is gone, but I don't, I, I don't know. But what I, about I, movies? What I do you think they'll have a computer? No, I, I don't, I don't think like cinemas will ever go away. I don't think it will replace that. I think. They will, you know, kind of cross pollinate and like kind of infiltrate each other where it's like you, you see it now with Fortnite with like all the big movies going like hopping into Fortnite, music hopping into Fortnite with like Travis mm-hmm. Scott and whatever. You see, you know, movies on the big screen now more than ever with like Detective Pikachu doing huge, you know, the Sonic 1 and 2. Sonic 2 is, you know, just as good Mario movie coming out. So I think there's going to be the permeation of is, is that the word we're normally for permeation? Of of, of yeah. the kind of I guess it makes yeah it makes sense in this context I, I, I... yeah. Well, I feel that um, video gaming, since people grow up with it, it and being an interactive medium, I feel like the non-interactive mediums will still be there in 50-odd years' time. Absolutely. Like, we'll still have streaming. We'll still have movies. But I do feel that, like, a lot of... It's not... They're going to start shrinking a lot faster than people might think as the generations that grew up strictly, like, not strictly playing video games, but having, like, video games be ubiquitous from the time they were born... I think that we won't see the end of Hollywood and movies. We won't see the end of streaming. But I do think we'll start seeing a decline in them. And Hollywood will start doing even more investing in gaming franchises than it does now. And when I say Hollywood, I mean all production centers, not just specifically in North America. Yeah, so I'm yeah sure the do. film industry, the movie industry. The film industry throughout the world, the I think, biz. will start. The movie business. Yeah, all those hot shots with their... The pictures. Nah, we're having lunch at Spago's. <laughs> that even still exists. And we're going to do cocaine in the bathroom. I don't know. The The movie industry is a strange Whoa, but, all right. Boy, I'll take that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't censor it. It's true. It's true. Every, every single person who works in the film industry is on cocaine all the time. I'm uh, in the bathroom doing cocaine right now. I got to say, your bathroom is very nice acoustics. Mine would just be like an echo chamber. No, it would be terrible. Uh, it would yeah. sound like it would sound like a like a late '80s hardcore album. Yeah, and and actually, you did touch on something I wanted to bring up at the end of this whole "What Is Culture Replace?" is the concept of online concerts. Now, I'm not a big concert goer. I really don't care for music, and I think it should be banned. Like dancing, Footloose is a documentary of the world we should live in. Uh, but so, like, I'm not a big concert goer. But I know you love music. Is, is that, that the right? same one? Is what's what's? Isn't that the same plotline as Dirty Dancing? No, very oh. different. Okay, I don't know. Um, okay, I get the briefly, Dirty Dancing is uh, family goes to the Catskills, and then it's fine. The there's an abortion in there, and one of the uh, dancers can't dance. So then the young daughter of the family starts learning to dance, and at the end she dances, and the father is proud. Footloose is guy moves to a town, loves to dance, but then uh, oh, what is that actor's name? Oh my god. John, John Lithgow, as the town priest father, had a kid die and then after a drinking or dance party or something. So he banned all dancing and music in town. And then uh, Kevin Bacon shows him the power of dance and the town heals. But yeah, so concerts in video games, like going logging into Fortnite to watch a concert. I mean, I don't have any problem with it necessarily, but it's very like 
this is, I think, going to be like the hard border generation generationally between me and the kids. It seems such an odd thing to me. Like, what do you do? I'm going to get in Fortnite. Why? Because I'm going to watch a concert. But on the other hand, it's an easy way for a musician to gain, like, expose themselves to more audiences, uh, members than simply a concert. Like, do, do you think virtual concerts will be a thing that will take off and dr- possibly even replace real concerts to a certain extent? But I know you're also a music fan, so that's why I think this is a question that almost only you can answer between the two of us. Um, yeah, well, like, I, I love live music, and mm-hmm. I enjoy watching live music recorded. So it's like, if this artist I like is playing in this video game, it's like a live thing or like a pre-recorded thing, and it's like, I don't know, like, who okay, like, yeah, check it out. I don't know, it's kind of like weird when it's like, it is kind of ham-fisted, you know what I mean? It is like, unless it's, kind of, like, if you're just watching, like, I think there was the Star Wars trailer or something. There, there, I remember there was a trailer in the game, and it's like, it would literally just be like, you log in the game, and there's like a giant screen, and you watch Sorry, the are you trailer. talking Fortnite? Or yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite, right. I think it was Star Wars. I don't know. I remember there was some trailer where it was just like... I don't know. That seems ham-fisted. It's like log into the game, choose your character, drop in or whatever. I don't know how they do it. Like, and then you just watch a trailer. It's like, if you're not bringing anything new, I think the Travis Scott thing, like there was like a big Travis Scott and like, I don't know, like that's kind of cool. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're doing tie, they're doing tie-ins with the Avengers. You could be like Thanos or you could be like Darth Vader with the tie-ins with Star Wars, whatever. That is like, at least like whatever. It's it, like, that's a corporate tie-in beyond corporate tie-ins. Like I get it, but at least they're doing a thing where it's like, if you're just logging in, to a game that has nothing to do like i'm logging into you know fortnite to watch like you know a like snoop dog perform live it's like i don't know like what's the point if like you can kind of be like in the crowd and like i don't know like you're just like chilling out and like doing things like while you're just performing and like i don't know there's like some sort of aspect to it that's like cool yeah you're doing something with the medium i don't know i feel like there's tasteful ways to do it and there's um non-tasteful ways to do it as i said i'm a music fan so I'm okay with watching a musical performance on a TV. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. whatever in VR. Well, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, well, actually this uh, brought up a question just popped up in my head. So let's ignore for exception the fact that performances are happening in a video game specifically. Where would you stand on virtual concerts? Like it being instead of buying tickets to your local stadium, you buy tickets to essentially go to a concert website or well, virtual environment. they had a lot of those over the pandemic yeah. where they... I mean, do, I don't do you think know that's the were... future? But, like, even once we have less restrictions on traveling and stuff, like, already stuff is starting to easy up, like, how do you feel as a music fan? Do you think it's a Yeah, is it a I, I think that's experience? really cool. I mean, it, you're going to have to, like, suss out the... If you're going to do, like... If it's, like, a live event and it's, like, going to be VR, you need to have, obviously, the, you know, camera there streaming with, like, a... 360 degree view you'd have like i guess like a couple fixed perspectives where you could like look around Mm -hmm. like i guess you wouldn't be able to like unless it was like a fully 3d rendered concert i don't know i don't know how you would do that but like that that would be interesting i guess it would be cool if the technology was there i'm sure it's been done where they've like vr streamed a concert or something but i mean that is like as i was saying like over the pandemic there was like a lot of bands that would just you know they're not touring so like to make money they would just sell you know tickets to a virtual event be it you know there was comedy there was uh music and whatever and yeah i think that kind of was a bit of a catalyst for that and like i think you will see more of that moving forward and i think i'd like to see the technology pushed to to the 
point where there is like a live streaming 3D concert. And like, again, I didn't know that we were going to be treading on this. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, <laughs> there's been no. It's sort of like, as we were talking about, it, I was like, it was kind of in the back of my head. Absolutely. It just, yeah, yeah. It sort no, of popped down. Like, oh, listen, yeah. But as I was saying, um, I, like, I don't know if there has been. I've done no um, prior uh, research on this. They're totally, you know, 3D, co- uh, you know, uh, VR concerts could totally be a thing. 3D concerts could totally be a thing, whatever. But well, it's interesting. I mean, don't worry about it because I guarantee you right now, Ticketmaster's researching how to make this profitable. Yay, oh, yeah. Master. And I don't even can, go to concerts and I hate Ticketmaster. Oh, they're fucking price gougers. They're so terrible. All right. Well, we've talked about a lot of things, including our hatred of Ticketmaster, who will not be a sponsor of this show, I'm guessing. So now we've talked about the, uh, uh, video games replacing larger things like it or how they would interact with movies and music and live events. Let's start talking about the day-to-day, all right? Because one of the things, this was a buzz term from a few years ago like almost a decade, is the gamification of work. The concept of like making work more like a game. So like you earn work points that uh, get you achieve things. I don't know if you can spend on vacation or time off. Do you think that the gamification, gamification, gamification of work or even everyday life will be a thing? Like, how do you feel about the concepts of gaming, which is usually grinding to get a token or something like that? Like that sort of idea uh, will start permeating things that traditionally aren't gaming things. Like maybe uh, if you're, let's say you have kids and you're like, okay, you know, whoever cleans up the room the fastest gets uh, bonus points, that kind of thing. Do you, do you think that has merit in society or is there a point where you can't really gamify certain things effectively and it's just not going to happen? What, what do you think about that? Uh, like you said, it was like kind of a buzzword 10 years ago and I think it yeah, kind of yeah, died. Yeah. I think it just... Like, I think there's always going to be, like, a slight aspect to it because it is now kind of a language that everybody gets. So I think mm-hmm. there will be, a, like, permeating in there a little bit. But I don't like, – I think it's dead. Like, the whole – like, I, I see it, like, on our work website when you, like, watch corporate videos. You get, like, achievements for watching videos. And I'm like, yeah. this is oh, God. fucking yeah. – like, you know what I'm talking about. The worst. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It's like – it's like, like, yeah, literally, you're. It's like little badges like, seem to be yeah, a big little badges, like little achievements for watching uh, corporate videos. And I'm like, get this out of here. Nobody likes this. So I think, I think, like you said, I think it was a buzzword ten years ago. I think it's all but dead. I think what we're seeing now are the vestiges of it. And I think people are like, as I said earlier, it's like a language people understand. So it's like they're willing to tolerate it to this point. But it's like mm-hmm. any more than this, you're getting eye rolls. And like any more than that, it's like you're getting pushback. So I think I think it's like all but dead. What do you think? I, I kind of basically agree with you. When I was writing up the subjects for this thing, I was like, gamification of work just kind of popped in my head. I'm like, does that even still exist? And it's definitely not something I've I seen. I mean, it like, does because uh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, no, well, hey, man, video page. I, I got my badge for anger management or whatever and god it made me so angry getting <laughs> but, then but there's like stupid very- ones too with like it's like it's like like you've watched five videos it's like yes i mandated to watch five videos <laughs> yeah it wasn't like the next day like posting on slack or something hey everybody i just hit 10 videos you know it's like yeah it's it's such a it, it was such a weird idea that I thought I wanted to bring it up just to essentially, I think, do what we're doing, which is bury it. I do find that, like, you know, there will, like you said, the language of video games will creep into society much more because everyone grew up such much, much in the way that, like, you could talk to people and the language of film and television will seep into conversations just naturally. Yeah, absolutely, Not, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't mean just, like, directly quoting movies, but also just how you 
perceive certain things and experience certain things. So that will happen with video games. But I don't think I, I put this in, but I, I definitely didn't think I don't think we'll get to a point where it'll be like, oh, you've you, you've reached levels. You're a level just 30 cringy. corporate employee. You know? It's just really fucking cringy at this. Yeah. Point. Like, you know it, what I mean? It, and like any like it's cringy for people your age. It's cringy for people my age. It's cringy for people, you know, younger than us. It's just yeah. it's it's very like a hello there, fellow kids. Like anytime a corporation is trying to like be like you know speak to the youths it's just uh you know what it's I mean? no good yeah i mean also video games are i've i mean for some people i'm sure they're a job but like for professional people but for the most vast majority of people video games are a way to relax and to start trying to merge that relaxing downtime with uptime whether it's work or family or whatever or something like that i i just don't think that'll be a a thing at least not anytime soon and certainly not in the way that we've had it exposed to us so far e badges for watching 10 there's videos probably Yay. almost like i'm gonna say almost every work i feel like like obviously there's a lot of like really you know unfun jobs but i feel like there's mm-hmm. like a lot mm-hmm. of jobs that like if you made a video game of that job somebody would love it you know what i mean it's like oh, no yeah. matter no matter yeah. how like yeah. monotonous your job is it's like my job it's like you know what i mean it's like what i have to do like my my, my resource managements that i have to do blah 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 it's like if you <laughs> package that into a video game it's like oh no like uh, things are failing it's like <laughs> somebody would love that i feel like microsoft you know presents I mean? data manager 2027 yeah it's like ooh, i've drafted Andrew to my roster of employees. Um, okay, so we can we can bury that safely. You think you think we can just say that's not going to happen anytime soon? At least not how it's been presented. Yes. Okay. Good. Moving on to a thing we're even less qualified to talk about: gaming parents, gamers as parents. Now, I don't have any kids that I'm raising. And Andrew, do you have any kids that you're raising? Not that I know of. Uh, wait. <laughs> so I looked down, I was like, holy shit, I just made breakfast for a kid and sent him off to school. I didn't realize I was doing this. Yeah, so like, we don't have any kids, so I don't know how qualified we are to talk about this, but we are human beings, so we love looking at other things going like, I could do that better. I know what the deal is with that. So what I'm talking about here is basically the gaming generations raising kids. Now, I think that's one of the most common questions I've asked parents of the people who are raising kids these days and this is such a basic question this question has gone back for years is like at what point do you expose them to video games at what point do you start letting them uh start playing video games and they've all had various degrees advances depending on the format and the types of games and stuff like that like, obviously you know like some kind of simple balloon matching game is much more palatable to a six-year-old than like call of duty um so i think with this i uh, the question i want to pose to you is do you? How do you think it will be different when the generations that are fully saturated with gaming that are growing up now start raising their own kids? Do you think they'll just like naturally have kids uh, and video games right away? Do you think it'll uh, affect how they parent on a day to day basis? This is almost something I wish we had like a call-in uh, line for, so we could get some parents to talk about this. But uh, do you have any thoughts? Let's, let's start. Do you have anything on this subject there, Andrew? Oh, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier but i mean mm-hmm. i i'm i'm just just to reiterate like yeah i mean if if a kid's gonna be playing a game make sure they're old enough make sure it's of content appropriate for their age make sure you're monitoring them for you know how much time they're playing you know explain to them how you know video Do games you... oh, oh yes. sorry sorry go ahead i i totally stopped please continue uh explain to them how you know video games aren't you know 
you know, exactly, you know, they're not like real life. They're, you know, a form of entertainment. You Wait, know, what? Not, yeah, not not to like waste all your time and money on video games. And yeah, like just just do it properly, like play with them, see what they're playing, like have fun with them. Like if, if you're a game, if you're a gamer mom or dad or or aunt or whatever, g- gamer adult with a with a gamer youth and you want to impart your gamer knowledge on them. Yeah, just just do it responsibly, I guess. And just I guess I, I like I'm not a parent, so I, I like I, I don't know. Like I I that's that's my that's my opinions on that yeah i mean i'm pretty much i think the big difference will be sort of i feel that gamer parents and as they start with each passing generation raising kids will have a lot will be a lot easier about when it'll be a big question of when not what they get exposed to but when they get exposed to it sort of thing like i think demonize anything right you make video games like you're not like no video games in my household and then they're going to be like oh what are these video game things oh what are these video game things and then it's like they're going to play at their friends houses and it's going to be this naughty thing and then they're going to like get like a beat up phone to like play like some like video games on under their covers and it's gonna be this like secret thing and then they're gonna like harbor this guilt about like anytime they play video games for the rest of their life it's like it's like any like it's it's like any Thing. just do it do it in a healthy manner and you know what i mean they're, they're I, not the devil like yeah i, I like agree with what you said like Sorry. you said kids shouldn't be playing call of duty at four years old i agree uh i think that'll also like you, i think that concept of even any parent saying oh you know what video games are bad you gotta stay away will go away in a generation or two it won't be gone but it'll be dramatically reduced to basically like the i don't know if social extremists is the word i'm looking for but like the, the people who don't participate in the mainstream of society like on the fringes like uh i don't want to say like the obvious symbol like religious cults but like you know things like that i think much that kind of conservatism when it comes to video games will fade away quickly and we won't have the uh oh what was the name of that guy who hated grand theft auto back in the day jack something the lawyer you remember that guy nope really i don't know what you're talking about but i believe oh, the, there was a lawyer back in like the when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, and I think even with the earlier Grand Theft Autos, but every time a Grand Theft Auto came out, this guy would be on there saying, like, oh, you know, video games are what turn the kids into murderers and stuff. Like, Jack something. Jack. It's not Wall. I I can't remember. But, um, yeah, I basically, I think, like, gamer parents will, since they grew up with video games, be much more willing to expose their children to video games earlier. And I'm going to say I'm fine with that, with a kind of, uh, like, except every, I remember I see like hang out with i'm at the age where i'm hanging out with people and when they hang out with them they bring their kids along and i've been there where i've seen like a dad just basically like hang out and just go to their like four-year-old kid and just say like here's an ipad just entertain yourself and be quiet while we're drinking and talking kind of thing so yeah but at the end of the but like like yeah it's like no matter how much you and i would be like oh i would i would never do that it's like uh, well i'm not a parent so i I, exactly it's like your only solace your only like 20 minutes of solace is like sticking like an ipad in front of your kid's face for you know 20 minutes so you can like eat some food and close your eyes for seven minutes like you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it's like i I, that's why i didn't even bring that up because it's like i have no frame of reference for that i can't comment on that but having said that video games have been shown to like be a huge impact on people's lives like i've like heard kids being like i learned to read playing pokemon i learned english playing you know final fantasy games or whatever or like or like i learned english playing like whatever games because it's like 
like you know young kids playing this game and they like you know pokemon is like relatively like text heavy so it's like like there's no talking in it it's all text so it's like yeah you have to learn to read or you have to like learn english or whatever game you're playing it's not localized into every language whatever Mm -hmm. i watched a video a little while ago about uh mario paint and this guy like uh do, do you know mario paint i've heard of it it's got mario painting yeah, well, it's essentially um, a, an SNES game that was made. It's a first-party game made by Nintendo um, that was created as kind of like this pushback to the anti-video game, like the like the mom, the mom, the like the mom anti-video game movement. Like, video games are ruining our children. So they like uh, like the video game. Yeah. Mom anti video game movement. Yeah, okay. So like, so like, they wanted to like uh, put out like kind of like more educational pro uh, content. So Nintendo put out this game called Mario Paint that came with a mouse and it had like rudimentary games and it had rudimentary like animation and like you could like paint and draw kind of like kid pics or like early kind of like um, just like like the point and click with a mouse like drawings whatever you could do like you could compose music and whatever and like in this video uh, it was gaming historian again uh, big shout outs gaming historian talking to all these different artists who like you know got their start from mario paint and like this like they talked to like a a music composer who like his first time composing music he was like you know six years old composing music in mario paint like using his super nintendo so it's like yeah it's like you know who knows what these people could have done or like Mm -hmm. or like like where what path their life could have gone but it's like yeah because their parents bought them this you know game with a with a mouse back in the day or like because they you know played this game as a kid they became like a like a video game uh developer or whatever it's like yeah there's you know ton tons of things ton, tons of benefits like the hand-eye coordination and like there's been things proven that like you know it improves hand-eye coordination like um cognitive memory like that sort of thing well i think every seven-year-old just became a fan of the show because andrew is give the kids video games it'll make them smarter um I oh i saw i said earlier with a big caveat <laughs> yeah all right, so as non-parents, we've talked about parenting. And now for the final topic. Oh, we're actually making good time today. And now this is the fun one. This is the year is 2052 AD, or I guess at GC, common, common, it's, it's CS? BC, C, C, common. B, yeah, BCE and, and yeah, CE. Yeah, something era. like that. No, no, Anyways, I'm in my late 70s. You're in your 60s. You've retired. I'm like in a retirement home. What do you think it'll be like for the gamer elderly? Like when they start hitting the retirement homes, do you think it'll be like Nintendo night in the uh, Oak Room? And then like, uh, oh, oh, it's a virtual whatever game night or virtual ways to talk to them. Like, how do you think it'll affect the incredibly old once they can't? Because the thing is like video gaming is a physical activity. People don't really think it happens, but it is a lot of effort, uh, puts a lot of work and strain on your hands, especially for if you've been doing it for years and years and years, right? So like RSI's, carpal tunnel, that sort of thing will be common. What do you think the future holds for the elderly as they can, as physically they may not be able to either, sorry, I guess as they may not be able to physically play games as much or even mentally play games as much. What, what do you think is uh, the future there, Andrew? Okay, that that is that was rambling as hell. There is a good solid question in there, I believe. But yeah, okay. it's I'm, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Please do so, back that up. So I'm going to I'm just going to touch on on just kind of like an overarching kind of uh, idea. But it's just like like as as a gamer, I have seen gaming, you know, mature as as a as an industry and as as a as a, you know, a platform 
as a medium uh i've seen it i've seen it mature as i've matured you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. games have matured technology has improved and it's kind of you know matured along with me not to say that you know there aren't kids games because that's that's obvious but it's like like i will say it's it's matured where it's like gone is the i mean obviously it still exists but it's like it's it's not so prevalent that like the idea of a gamer is like a teenage boy in his like mom's basement with like playing Xbox Live, mm-hmm. playing Halo, like eating Mountain Dew's Doritos. Like, of course, that's still like, you know, that stereotype still exists. It's still funny, whatever. But it's like the fastest growing demographic right now of gamers are like, I believe, I believe it's 65, uh, sorry, 55 to 64 uh, years of age. That's the fasting. That's the fastest uh, growing demographic of gamers and like obviously that's gonna incorporate like that's a lot of like candy crush and like mobile games and stuff like that but like there's there's like a lot of older gamers out there i was reading a statistic earlier that like i think like above the age of 55 38 of people like again this is like north american but like 38 percent of people above the age of 55 have played a, uh, that uh, consider uh, say they play video games regularly and i was like i was blown away by that i was like what so like again i'm sure a lot of that is you know just you know stuff on their phone just like bejeweled or you know candy crush whatever but like you know, I see on Twitch, like, you know, there's, there's, you know, a bunch of, um, elderly people playing games. You see on YouTube, there's like the, that grandma that was like all about, uh, Skyrim and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. see, I, I saw this one, uh, Chinese grandfather who's like obsessed with gaming and, uh, he's, uh, beaten three i was watching a youtube video earlier where this guy's beaten 300 games in his lifetime and he's just like like this 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 he's like this sweet little old chinese man i think he's like he's like 70 years old and he's just like going to like the game store he's like yeah beat this one beat this one beat this one he's just playing play like going through like all these like ps5 games like ps4 games but so it's like they're like it is a huge demographic and like you look at Twitch and it's like, obviously like Twitch is like a lot of like younger people, but it's like, there are like a bunch of like older people on Twitch. And it's like, there's a lot of people that are kind of interested in watching that kind of uh, content be, you know, as mm-hmm. I said, that the, the, the Skyrim grandmother, which I believe I heard recently, she had to stop playing Skyrim, which is so sad because I think she's like suffering from Alzheimer's or something like that. I remember hearing that. Like, recently, I that she had to stop. don't think that's i saw an interview with her like she gave an interview with kotaku like in an article about like a month ago or something a month ago yeah yeah she was talking about um how she's like todd howard hurry the fuck up and release the elder scrolls 6 i don't want to be dead before it happens that that's hilarious uh i don't know if she said she, maybe she is suffering from i, I don't know you know what possibly she is that's uh, if that is sad news for um skyrim grandma as she is known I brought things down. She suffered from a stroke in 2022. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so she's she's experiencing. It says she's experiencing. Uh, it's like impacting her for video gameplay. So that's so that's what I remember hearing. So it wasn't dementia. Oh wow. Or, um, so yeah. So she that's suffered terrible. A stroke. Though. I'm sorry to hear she had a stroke. Though. That's yeah, but I mean, it seems like she's still. It looks like she's still in good spirits, and she was sent uh, some. Uh, she was, it says she was sent like some some uh, flowers and stuff from Bethesda. So and I can respect that. <laughs> it's like. Hurry up, Todd Howard. I want to play this game before I die. Yeah, yeah. That's, but anyway, yeah. So it's like, so, so having said that, it's like, like gaming has already kind of like entered. Like there are, there are a lot of, you know, people that, not a lot, but there are people that age that, you know, did play like Atari and like, you know, arcade games like mm-hmm. back in the day that, you know, have continued playing. And that, that number 
excuse me, that number is just going to keep growing and growing and growing as the population gets older. And like, I, I remember visiting my, my grandmother uh, for Mother's Day uh, at her retirement home a little while ago and being like, yo, this plus fucking like Mario Kart plus legal weed would like I like that's my dream like like living in that retirement home like with all my buds and we're just like like 65 years old 70 years old whatever god willing I'm still alive yeah just like just like like rocking some Mario Kart just like hitting a bowl but like as you said like as you get older you get like the uh, RSI and stuff you get you get like the uh, repetitive stress disorder and it's just like yeah it's like I, I don't know I guess that's that's going to be an issue. I, I feel like we're going to see it. Like it's already, we're already seeing a lot of like mobility improvements and stuff in mm-hmm. games where you can like remap controllers and like keybinds yeah. and stuff. And there are controllers made specifically with people with certain disabilities, w- whether they have like you know disability with with their hands or whatever. I've seen people using like their feet and stuff like that, like use uh, using controllers with their feet and whatever. So anyway, long story short, too late. We're going to see a lot of it. Yeah, I agree with you basically on all those points. I think. It'll be something. There will be a game night and game rooms inside the, the uh, thing. And I also think that virtual game, reality. I think game night's going to be every night, bro. I well, think that's, that's what I mean. Like there'll be, be a game room. It'll be like, oh, where do you want to do tonight at, at the old folks' home? Uh, I don't know. You want to go see if uh, Mario Kart is happening in uh, the Oak Room? Okay, let's go check it out. I also think that one thing we've touched on in previously, and we touched briefly on here, is virtual reality. I recently got my mother along with my sister. We got her uh, an Oculus Rift, and she loves it. And she's oh, cool. in her seventies. I think virtual reality for gamers will be uh, for the gaming elderly will be a huge thing because it's more like if you can control just by moving your body even if your body doesn't move so well it's better than moving like arthritic fingers if that's an issue for you and also it'll be much easier for you to keep in touch like i start thinking as we were talking touch on already with virtual concerts i think that the elder will start having virtual like facetime with, calls kind of yeah, kind of thing yeah, yeah like virtual facetime calls yeah, like, yeah oh, let's go meet that. grandma that's a great, that's, park, that's on a point. A park kind of thing yeah, so I think for the elderly, it's going to be it's just going to be more common. And like incorporate them in kind of like in, like if like mm-hmm. say your grandma like say we're you're having a party and like the grandmother can't make it, you like you start you you put grandma in the in the VR headset and she's you know she's there with the fib. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just put up a camera and you, you talk to the ch- camera in the chair like, hey grandma, how's it going on? But also, great. but also, I was reading too how like a lot of studies are being done now with like the elderly in gaming. Like obviously, like like you know they're not long term or anything like that, but they're saying that you know they're showing promise with like things like like I was, I was saying earlier with like you know like dementia like keep keeping like the elderly sharp mm-hmm. like like uh, a cognitive performance like that that sort of thing now the studies i was reading they, they can't claim any like long-term uh benefits but they're saying that the patients who are you know in their uh Old, like in older ages they're saying that they feel uh sharper they're feeling happier they're feeling more uh energized more motivated like that sort of thing after playing like x amount of games per day i don't remember like the exact figures but it, it, it was like super interesting uh reading about how like it can just impact these people um and and i believe um most of the people in the study like they they did like a like a, a, a sample source where it's like they took like elderly gamers and then people that didn't game like elderly people that didn't game and they saw like a lot of like benefits in gaming from like the elderly people that like had pretty much never gamed so yeah no i i, I haven't seen that article but i 100 percent believe it i would think that like anything that stimulates you mentally because every video game is basically boils down to and this is very broad generalization 
solving some kind of puzzle or situation, whether it's something as active as like figuring out how to shoot your enemies in Call of Duty or something as straightforward as Candy Crush, like how do I match up these four yellow jewels? And I think that kind of mental stimulation will actually be good for the elderly as like, I mean, I'm not saying this is like a bold, you heard it here first. Like you were saying in the article that you read, I think that gaming will actually become a very big thing for elderly people as they retire because A, they're probably not seeing their family as much. Uh, They're also becoming more isolated because you know they can't get out as much uh friends and family are passing so they have less of a social circle and i think that maybe not necessarily call of duty but i think that online gaming will be a huge thing for the elderly i think they'll start being you're not just gaming with people in your uh retirement home which will be fun for like those mario kart nights absolutely but you'll start seeing like oh does your uh retirement home that i'm putting uh, mother into does it have like access to a good like internet will allow it to my 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 grandmother's really into like this uh knitting gaming god that's a generalization uh with some friends online will be able to do that so i think i think gaming will be beneficial to the elderly a because it simply is a way to pass the time and it seems a lot better than my experience with elderly uh with retirement homes where retirement homes seem fine but it's just a lot of people sort of sitting around watching television seems to be the big thing and i think think that having something in the stimulation that you get from video games will only help uh and now i'm not saying universally every everybody's gonna become a gamer when they retire but in the sense of having that option there i think will probably be a big thing in a few years time in a few decades time yeah um also i um just kind of um s- switching gears a, a tiny mm-hmm. little bit but please do uh, same same topic wait do you drive automatic or standard i don't drive neither do i so I, I think too, so you saw, to the best of my knowledge, with the DS game Brain Age Academy, to the best of my knowledge, that is the first time, uh, at least in popular culture, that you really saw video games being marketed to an older generation. Now, the Brain Age Academy games were simple kind of DS titles that were kind of like little brain teasers. There was also like, like, a, like I think the same uh, company, they did like a Sudoku, and these line of games these brain age academy games were marketed directly towards kind of an older generation and again i'm not saying that this is the first time that this has happened but i just remember like specifically you would see these commercials on tv and you would always see the, the brain age academy games you you would always see the 3ds being held vertically as a book i, I like I, I don't know why but i guess maybe that kind of maybe the screen doesn't change when you change the orientation right i have have well it it depends it depends on the game like the game can put whatever picture it wants in the yeah but no but sorry what i'm saying is just naturally like if you held if you're let's say you're playing like pokemon if you suddenly turn it on side the screen doesn't change no no it's not like a cell phone no 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 but it's like but like but i think it's specifically like to kind of make old the older generation more familiar with it like they're more familiar with yeah. like a book kind of uh thing like a, like a ds is like a clamshell so like if you hold it regularly it, it's like kind of like a horizontal clamshell sorry if yeah. you hold it horizontally it's like it's like a it's like a horizontal kind of clamshell but if you hold it vertically then it's kind of like more like a, a book anyway so like the games will always be played like that where you would hold it like almost like a book and then you would have like the stylus in the other hand and i guess that kind of they were trying to kind of ease older people into gaming by right. not by not making it so kind of uh oh this is a video game console i don't know i don't want to do this while as opposed to like oh this is kind of like a book i kind of get it oh you have a little pencil i get it and like that i'm sure that entered uh, that that was the first entry point for a lot of elderly gamers and i'm like i have no data to prove this but i'm sure a ton of gamers after that you know picked up 
you know, Animal Crossing or whatever. And then they like picked up Switch. And like now you, I, I was again b- before doing some uh, research on this and you just see a ton of older, like older people playing like Animal Crossing and stuff like that. Like games that are like very just kind of zen, very just like kind of like, like those games that just you kind of like exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like those games, especially just kind of going back to uh, mobility issues, like that game, like Animal Crossing, like there's not a lot of like, like, twitch reactions in animal crossing like, yeah. you're just walking around you know what i mean you're kind of like Building just the talking house, to people yeah. talking to animals yeah it's just very zen so i feel like games like that especially like those games are just like huge time sinks so i feel like those games you'll see a huge a huge influx of those games uh being marketed to older people and then not only as i was saying how brain age origin was the first game to market to older people i feel like now mark like marketing a game to an older generation like before like game marketing was like like i was saying earlier was like aimed at you know young boys like first you know what first video game marketing was aimed at parents you know what i mean yeah it's like because because gamers were so young that you're you're like i mean you you want to you want to you want to market to the kids so the kids are ask the parents but it's like if you're also marketing in adult publications and in those publications you don't want to like be like your demographics not you know 12 year old boys when you say adult publications like whatever like newspapers fucking playboy i don't know whatever (laughs) um anyway so then you start to market to like young teens then like you know now now you're starting to generally market older and older and older and like i think it's just going to be more common to just see games made specifically for an older generation yes but also just games that even you know, may, might have a mass appeal. Like maybe in, I don't know, 15, 20 years, you might see the new Pokemon game being marketed uh, in a way that uh, is really trying to draw like, uh, you know, elderly people that might have played Gen 1, you know, decades ago. And they're trying to get people back, you know, 50 years later for the 50 year anniversary. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. I think that as time goes on, you're going to see the market. Because you're right. I, I've actually grown up basically with the advertising. When I was a really young kid, it was, hey, parents, buy your kids a Nintendo. Then when I was in my early teens, it was, hey, teens, bother your parents for a Nintendo. And then when I was in my 20s, like, hey, you could afford a Nintendo. Just buy one. Buy, buy a Switch. It's not, I mean, buy, buy a Wii. It's not that much. Do it. Yeah. It, so I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think as things get older, there'll be a larger targeting older people and also as you were saying there also be a larger development of games for an older demographic like things that aren't quite as fast paced as uh like yeah. a current game i'm sounding so old just by saying that's a current game you know they're so fast paced these games they're flashy they, it'll be things that'll be just yeah. kind of slower paced less flashy and like again we're generalizing here i know not every old person doesn't like call of duty and likes animal crossing i get that we're generalizing i know that but i'm just saying yeah. As a trend, as an industry trend, I just feel like, you know, we're going to see games that are just going to be, like you said, made and marketed to an older generation. It's going to be nothing but Microsoft Flight Simulator for everyone. Um, Dude, I've seen, that- I, I, I think I've said it before, but I've seen some like crazy flight simulator setups. Like people like my dad only plays one game. He plays Flight Simulator and you see this guy's like, like battle station and it looks like a fucking cockpit. Oh yeah. Where they have like the full like monitors all around and they've got the whole hotel system and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it's like back in the day you'd have the, the, like those old men that would have like the uh, model trains, like the model, model train sets in the basement. Now these guys have like, yeah, like you said, like the hotel, like you, you just, just described my dad. Um, I'm going to <laughs> uh, model train convention with him. 
It was actually kind of, you know what? I, I've been to a bottle trade convention I can, before. I could see myself when I'm older if I had like completely a massive amount of disposable income boarding. Someone going like, you know what? I'm going to turn the basement into, like, I'm going to turn the side room in the basement into a model room. Why not? Let's, let's, I can see sort of the thing. That. If, so if, I'm rich, if, I, if I'm rich, I'm getting into Warhammer. Oh, God, I'm not that rich. I mean, I think like Jeff Bezos is the only one who can afford that. Maybe Elon Musk, but he's a dick. All right. Anyways. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, apparently there's some song on the internet that Andrew loves about Jeffrey Bezos. And on songs, that note, plural. songs, plural. And on that note, <laughs> I think we've reached the end of the podcast. So to sum up, the future is going to be more gamer focused than ever. And uh, yeah, just because you think uh, you're old ready. doesn't mean you're still going to have to keep an eye on your KD ratio in uh, Call of Duty. Yo, don't drop below one. Don't drop below. Listen, one. if you're if you're 65 and you can't backwards long jump in mario 64 you need to grow the fuck up wow take that i, I don't even know what well, mario long jump is that Wii Sports? <laughs> backwards what backwards f- long jump backwards long it's, all right it's, well it's, i'm gonna it's uh it's a speed running tactic never mind i am an old man andrew you're speed running what is that not kidding. I know what speedrunning is. For Mario else 64, it's a, it's a game from, from 1998. What do you mean you're old? You don't know. Uh, I was into the N64 at the time. So wasn't it for the N64? Isn't that the joke? Yeah. It's Mario yep. 64 for the N64. You got it. I never. I think I think mine just came with GoldenEye, actually, which was all I wanted it for. GoldenEye and uh, maybe Mario Kart. But I didn't think I had that. And on that note, uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I can be... Followed at Sam underscore last name on Instagram. I'm posting a little bit more these days. Uh, you should follow at Mind Refinery for all their video and media content that they create, which is very interesting. They have stuff on Instagram. They have stuff on YouTube. Uh, Andrew, you're more connected to them than I am. What else do they do stuff? Uh, I mean, you, you you pretty much hit it. Uh, also, Whoop. Twitter, but Twitter. yeah, you, YouTube. If it, like like uh, that's 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 the place where we got all the stuff. Also, um, our Instagram, we're, we're posting constantly. Um, just kind of like snippets of all our projects that we've kind of worked on over the years, which is actually nice. I'm um I'm I'm seeing the clips, being like, oh yeah, I remember working on that. Oh yeah, I remember that. So it's oh, nice. great. It's it's nice to see them. But yeah. Uh, also you can find, I guess you can find me at, uh, L-A-N-C-A, E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E, um, on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, I guess, uh, that's it. We have, we have some other things in the works. I know we've been saying Mm -hmm. that for a little while. But we actually do. But the the things, things are being cooked, cooked upon. proceeding apace. Yes, yes, yes. And, uh, there will be more info regarding that probably in the next episode, I feel like. I hope so. Uh, it depends when we get back. I sent that thing to that guy, and now hopefully that guy will get back to us. Yes. Yes. All right, everybody. Drug um, deals. We're, I'm, I'm ending this now. This is just going to go off for the 20 Before we finish minutes. off, I just want to thank... Nope, nope. We're done. Again, we're done. No, before we finish off, I just want to take a, a second to thank uh, our back-end, uh, Boyan. Uh, Boyan is our uh, sound editor, and I would like to thank him profusely. And also, I would like to thank uh the mind refinery for uh putting up with us uh and i'd like to thank george for taking care of all the back end and uploading for us good job everybody and thank you we'll see you next time aren't you gonna say goodbye goodbye